Welcome to another episode of Auto Service World Conversations. I'm Alan Jansen, editor of Cars Magazine and Jobber News. This is a podcast that brings you new ideas, comments, and concerns about the automotive repair and service industry, sponsored by SiriusXM Canada. SiriusXM is making it possible for you to offer your customers three free months of satellite radio. It's a kind of a unique way to say thanks for having your car serviced here. Go to SiriusXM.ca slash 4Shops for details. In today's episode, I'm speaking with Brian Wheeler, Vice President of Business Development and Marketing for the Fort Smith, Arkansas-based Cloyds. A supplier of timing systems, kits, and components, Cloyds really has to stay on top of new vehicle trends and technology. I thought I'd ask Brian what's coming down the OE track. Morning, this is Brian. Hi, Brian. It's Alan Jansen calling from Cars Magazine. How you doing? Doing well, Alan. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. No problem. So um, I think that uh, some people have a perception that, you know, the so-called hard parts under the car and under the hood, they're slow to evolve. But that's no longer the case, is it? No, it's it's really not. You know, um, and you're certainly right in saying that, that that is no longer the case. You know, we took uh, taking the cloys category just for an example, the evolution of the timing system. It's changed so dramatically over the past few decades. You know, what was once a simple uh, gear-to-gear cam drive is now a complete timing system. And, you know, more of today's engines are built with a lot of different content or components. Mm -hmm. If you look at like a 2000 Ford Explorer, there were only five pieces in the timing system. Just three years later, the 2003 Explorer engine has 16 pieces. And that's really continued throughout the development of engine platforms. You know, we, we actually just released a new variable valve timing chain kit for the GM high feature V6 engine that actually has 30 components in the kit. So it's a, you know, there's a lot going on right there. And, um, you know, you look at Ward Auto's top 10 engines every year, there's some pretty incredible innovations going on every year. Oh yeah. And it can be pretty tough to keep track of all the pieces that have to go into any given repair. Oh yeah, it, it, it really can. And I mean, Things have gotten very, very complex these days. I mean, again, when you look at the amount of components and the timing replacement, there's a lot going on. Chains can experience the wear. Guide contact surfaces can get damaged. Guide bracketry can break. Damage to tensors can happen. So, you know, all of those reasons and the fact that timing component costs is a fraction of the labor, you know, we always recommend to do all the components at once when making the repair. So, um, that's that's something we always tell our customers. And now, of course, there's the added complication of uh, sensitive electronics that even so-called hard parts have a lot of electronics involved in these. Uh, it seems that uh, uh, simple replacement jobs don't really exist anymore. <laughs> no, no, it really doesn't. Like, you know, and that goes back to like that, uh, that high feature V6 I was just talking about with 30 components, you know, and then you've got the VVT things going on there. So to your point, the, the sensors and things that are touching the engine with the expansion of the system and, and other components and vehicles, Cloys and a number of other suppliers in a wide range of categories have really shifted the focus from selling that single component to selling a complete kit. Right. That's just going to help the technician have all parts in one box. And, you know, those parts are all failing at similar intervals. So it just, again, it helps the technician do the job right. Mm-hmm. Having the parts is one thing, but you also have to know what you're doing under the hood or under the car. I know that you guys have made a, a fairly big commitment to offering training to your customers. What form does that typically take? Yeah, Alan, we have really taken a strong focus on our on our training initiatives. You know, we're trying to maintain a focused, consistent professional training program to make sure professional technicians are aware of the complete timing system. To ensure they have that information available, we've launched a number of different training initiatives, which includes online training with customers, 
online training with associations such as PERA in the United States and ARA in Mexico. We offer information in the form of in-person training when we actually can do that again. Um, video training, webinars, online print, written information. You know, I really do think our team does a great job putting information together, right. um, getting it on our website, distributing it to the customer base. But it's something that we we always challenge ourselves that we have to continue doing. We can't lose sight of that. Sure. And how, and how well is it uh, being utilized by the industry? Uh, you know, I would say, uh, especially right now, the industry has been very receptive of training. You know, our video products over on YouTube, I think we have 16 videos that have 3.3 or so million views. I mean, that's a lot of viewing for a timing system replacement. You know, we also work directly with our customers in all the global markets that we serve, as well as with technical and vocational colleges or universities to ensure those current and future techs have the information they need to be be successful. Unfortunately, some technicians are reluctant to take training, and maybe they'd change their tune if they knew what kind of technology will soon be making its way into their shops. Is that something your engineering department is uh, paying very close attention to? Uh, very much so. You know, and it's not even just the engineering staff, but, you know, many of our team. You know, I've, especially during the last few months here, I've spent a lot of time on different webinars, different meetings, just getting a better understanding of what's going on in the business. You know, always looking at future trends, changes to engine platforms, changes to technologies that may one day have an impact on the aftermarket. For example, it may not be very new right now, but that's the timing belt running in oil. You know, I actually think we talked about this a few years back. Mm -hmm. You know, most technicians would have known to never get oil on a belt as it's going to cause that belt to wear more quickly. But, you know, we're seeing automakers utilize that technology and that product is now making its way to the aftermarket. Not so much here in North America, but certainly in Europe. And, you know, technicians need to be aware of that stuff. Also seeing a lot of platforms transitioning to the VVT systems. Unlike those older engines, late model apps have uh, multiple camshafts, balance shafts requiring more sensor input to the computer to lower emissions while still gaining that horsepower and torque. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of developments going on and these are going to increase um, in the future. For sure. I know that a lot of shops right now are not doing as much business as they'd like to be doing. This would be, it seems like a perfect time to, to take advantage of online learning. Yeah, we, you know, we really think so. And I think the association in Canada, United States and Mexico, they've done a really nice job of communicating this. The distribution network also seems to see the shift to online training as well. I know off the top of my head, multiple organizations such as the, the Alliance, Pronto and Federated, ADN and others, they've all opened up their library of online training to members over the past few months, providing free training, things like that. The online training sessions that we've been conducting have been all very well received. I personally have also used, as I said, the past few months to further educate myself on some of the things that we spoke about earlier, such as the automotive trends and things like that, just to ensure our team is focusing on the right things and getting that information out to the market. You mentioned that sometimes techs are reluctant to train. I found that a lot of the techs that are reluctant, they think it's just this manufacturer guy coming in to sell stuff, right? I really try to work with our team to, you know, this isn't a sales presentation. Let's just stay very technical. We don't need to promote ourselves. Let's just give these guys the information they need. And my belief is if we're doing that, we're doing it right, they're going to want to work with that manufacturer anyway. Right. And if the content is strong, they're going to come back for more training. Very much so. 
very much so. I think the industry has learned a lot about doing these kind of clinics because at one time, like you said, they really were a kind of a product commercial, and that's really not uh, what technicians are looking for. No, it's not. They don't. They don't want a sales pitch. You know, every everyone's busy. Those guys are taking time out of their day, so you have to give them information that's very valuable. And again, that's what we really try to focus on: is just stay technical, focus on that. Don't worry about the sales. We'll let our sales team do that. Webinars are great, but there's nothing quite like in-person training. Do you? You mentioned it earlier. Do you have any idea when that might uh, resume? Oh gosh, you know, I wish we could do it now, but <laughs> you know, that's certainly not the case. But um, you're exactly right. That hands-on, interactive, you know, face-to-face training really helps, especially when you're working on something as, as complex as a you know a 30-piece tiny drive system. Exactly. Who knows? But um, as of now, you know, Apex is still on to happen in November. Um, so you know that if that happens, it's a good opportunity opportunity to get the industry back in uh, front of each other and start sharing ideas about how we get going in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, um, thanks very much for giving us your perspective, Brian. I really appreciate uh, you coming on for a conversation. Yeah, Alan, I really appreciate it too. No problem. Take care. Well, that's it for another episode of Auto Service World Conversations. I'd like to hear what technology you're tracking, and if you have a point of view you'd like to share with the industry, let me know. You could be a guest on an upcoming podcast. Just drop me a note at alan at newcom.ca. You can subscribe to Auto Service World Conversations on Apple Podcasts, or simply visit autoserviceworld.com every Monday morning to hear another conversation. As always, I want to thank SiriusXM Canada for sponsoring us, and you for listening. I'm Alan Jansen. See you next time.